Hello, this is Ryan. No, <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> you gotta sing. Uh, this you gotta sing. I'm gonna start again. You ready? No, keep running. Hello, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Steve. I can't even. <laughs> this is Daniel. <laughs> You gotta <laughs> sing it, Daniel. This is Daniel! <laughs> and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. That was really natural, Steve. It's like you've done that before. Thanks, Steve. Well, you know, I do. Uh, I am like a professional singer. Damn. We should have done like a barbershop court. Triplet. Oh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get some harmonies when I hit it. that part podcast I wanted some I was hoping there would be some harmonies behind it, it sorry happen, podcast podcast I don't, know podcast. To, I don't know how to do harmonies <laughs> me I, neither I've been sick for like two weeks. I've had the plague whatever so that's why I have kind of sexy voice right now all right right off the bat do we have anything new yeah what do you let's got? talk about you it. oh you got a guitar right here dude I have another guitar oh I know. by the way uh, we're sitting here with Daniel Tiger from salvage custom we had him on the show last week. He's back again. Well, we're back at his shop. All the way back. Came all the way back. We've done this joke over and over again. And it's still funny. And it's still funny. Everyone's going, ha, 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 It's so funny. Unless you want to hear about the pedals I sent to New Zealand. Oh, how was the shipping on that? Oh, my gosh. Miserable. $63 to ship Whoa! six pedals to New Zealand. At least it was six pedals. Sheesh, ten, dude. Ten and a bit of pedal extra. <laughs> and New Zealand, it must I, suck to live in New Zealand. Uh, Sorry, guys. So I sold these pedals for $200. I paid sixty dollars for shipping. Okay, so so Daniel's got a, good, a new guitar here. Dude, so I, this guitar was actually a Guitar Center. Guitar. No, it's okay. So this guitar is a nineteen sixty seven SG Melody Maker. It's in the I believe it's Canary Red at the 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 La Mesa Guitar Center. Yeah, I remember seeing this thing there. Yeah, so I've this guitar. Okay, so this. It's the Melody Maker, so it's got the thin, like, squarish headstock, not uh-huh. the typical Gibson sure. headstock. It's a student guitar. Yeah, student guitar in 1967, which, anyway, is amazing. It has two single coils, and it has this really cool, like, vibrato tram thing. Yeah. Well, it's like a, ver- a vibrola, like, on a... Uh, on a uh... SG. A, a Thunderbird or a... Thunderbird. Yeah. So everything yeah. was Firebird. actually... Firebird. Like, on a it's, Firebird. It's got all kinds of, like, awesome nitro finish cracks... Um, it's got some dents and dings. It's got one pretty gnarly dent up on the uh, top. I it's didn't even notice it. Oh, there it is. It's relic. But it's definitely like a natural relic. You got to pay extra for that relic, right? So check this out. This thing was in has been in that Guitar Center since 2010. No way. And I talked to Kevin Baby about it for the pro account. And I was like, Kevin, like I talked to him months ago. I was like, make me a freaking deal. What does it take thing, to get a pro account? You have to be a pro, Steve. <laughs> I, got, I need to buy a cajon tomorrow. Can I use yours? Hey, are we pros? I think you're we pro have... podcast. You might be able to get one for the podcast. We know someone at Guitar Center. We should get a pro account. You got to talk to. Uh... Okay, listen. If you're a pro, which if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of professionals who listen to the podcast, and you they're don't just have in, a pro they're just professionals in different industries. Center, yeah. you're dumb because they just basically it's. It's basically like all the haggling that you used to be able to do without the haggling. They just right. sell you everything for 10% above their cost. Nice. Pretty much. So I, with used gear, they can't because they have to. Basically, they, since 2010, sure. they were already upside down on this guitar. And Kevin's like, I can't I can't move it at all. Like That's as low as it's going to go. So it's just been sitting there, and I've been eyeing this thing for like well over a year. And How I've, much did he have it up for? 1100 Oh, okay. Which, it should be more. It's crazy. Yeah, they're great guitars. I don't understand why it hasn't sold. 
It's a it's just an incredible little little like funky interesting tone and, uh-huh. and great feel. You were playing it, you liked it. Oh yeah, yeah I love it's it. Cool. And um, I finally was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna just like round up some pedals I'm not using and go trade it, even though I know I'm gonna like lose all the money on the pedals. Uh-huh. So I told them I was like, look, I just took in ten pedals, and I'm like, look, I know you're upside down on this guitar. I know that you're going to give me what you think the value of these pedals are. So this is what you need to do. You need to give me the max value for all those pedals because, number one, selling those pedals is going to be quick. You're actually going to be right side up. Oh, for sure. You're going to move those. I'm like, your used rack is looking pretty sketchy because they just expanded that guitar center like crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, a pro, it's like the platinum one now. Yeah. And their their used section is in the racks is not really full because they just don't have the stock. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, so you need to give me the absolute max value on all those pedals. So I walked out with this guitar, a case for it, a strap for another guitar, some strings, like a bunch of little goodies. Uh-huh. And I think I paid like 13 bucks. Wow. It was, it was great. So I was like, I didn't have to do all that hustle on Craigslist. Because listing 10 pedals on Craigslist is just been oh, a nightmare. Yeah. You're going to be selling that stuff for like a month. So what about went, Reverb? It would just be a nightmare. It's all that shipping. You gotta ship all that stuff. You're already shipping stuff, though. Come on. Dude, I can't even handle it. So, I'm so overwhelmed already. So it was, it was nice. Just the time saved, even though I know I lost money on the pedals. Uh-huh. The time saved was like, heck yeah. And I walked out with this freaking amazing guitar, which I love. Anyway, that's my new. They're great guitars. Super underrated. You know, as far as Gibson goes, these are kind of like your duo Sonic, where you can get an actual vintage Gibson for, you know, under two grand. Yeah. Like this is a, it's, it's what year is it? 67, a 67. And it's freaking amazing. A 67 Gibson. It plays awesome. It plays just as well, if not better than my, uh, my SG special. Like it feels great. It's got these really like, just, it can have a lot of character. Those pickups. Like they're just really charming pickups. Yeah. It's a really unique sound. It has this, it's got that nice, it's still got that nice, like, warm mahogany sound. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it also has this really chimey high, like, what you wouldn't really expect from an SG. Normally, it's, like, a little bit more aggressive humbucker sound because they're two single coils. Uh-huh. It's got this really interesting, like, chiminess to them. And they're just really cool-sounding pickups. You they're know, super, think, super low output. Like, they're yeah. real low output. I think SGs are, like, a perfect... Single coil guitar. I've been thinking about putting a single in the bridge of mine. They're nice. And what's cool you is you to put a tele bridge have, on yours. Yeah, I play maybe. I play church gigs a lot, and so now I have a uh, guitar with horns, so yeah, I yeah. can worship the Santanas while being at church. My pastor uh, posted a video. <laughs> that was like <laughs> my pastor posted like an old black and white video of this like gospel lady Why you bring jamming a. Uh, Shut up! <laughs> Jamming a a, uh, a Gibson SG, Sister like, yeah. Ro- Sister the, Rosetta Tharp, yeah, yep. with the three pickups in it, and yep. she's just ripping it like doing a gospel. So song. she's uh, so I this has been like a big trend, uh, like on the internet. Sister Rosetta Tharp, uh-huh. apparently, like all of the guys that are credit, like all of the the Chuck Berry's and Elvis and all these guys, Little Richard, that are all like the founders of rock and roll. Right, right. All of those guys were like, yeah, we just were ripping off Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yeah, absolutely. But no one gave her credit for it. Sister Tharp was ruling it on an SG. Yeah, on an SG in She church. probably played this Melody Maker at one point. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. She put that big dent in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sister. 
<laughs> now it's worth <laughs> anyway. Eight, let's, should we get into ads? That's what's new. Let's do some ads. Let's pop this first one first, so we can uh, do the little special feature on it. The uh, Tom DeLonge here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so we got this guitar. It's a Fender Stratocaster Surf Green. Surf Green. Green. <laughs> Surf Green. <laughs> Surf Green. This is a modified Tom DeLonge signature Stratocaster in Surf Green. Serial number MZ blah whatever. Who yeah, who cares? cares? I switched out the pit guard pickups and knobs. The pickups included our complete set of Fender Custom Shop 69s. Frets and neck are fine. See pictures for condition of the body, paint graphs, paint cracks, scuffs, and discoloration. Everything works, but it could use a little setup. Hard cases included. There are currently a few of these on eBay with bids over $600. Squire versions are selling for $350. I'm selling mine with a hard case for $400. I would consider trades for uh, these items are similar. Eventide H9, Strymon Timeline, Strymon Flint, Voodoo Labs Pedal Power Mondo, Disaster Area DPZ, DPC Okay, EZA. he wants trades that are outside of this. Uh, other non-musical related things I would consider include flat screen TV and DSLR. This is the thing I don't understand about this. This guy had a Tom DeLonge Strat and he turned it into a regular Strat. Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't the, have any strings on it. The one redeem, like I'm not a huge fan of the Tom, Tom DeLonge Strat. Uh, just that it's got that that uh, Invader pickup in it. Yeah, the humbucker that's just stupid hot. No one needs a humbucker that hot. Tom DeLonge does. Um, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know anymore. that he doesn't. But he doesn't. Um, but this one has had those issues changed. It's been like taken back to a standard strat except for the fact that the the neat thing about the tom delon strats is that they have a flat radius on the neck instead of your standard uh a fender radius which is what i what, didn't even know that it's i think it's got like a gibson radius on the neck are you sure You're, yeah you love tom did DeLonge. you research this no but i heard it years ago you and love that's, when these came out i was on like the old harmony central forums and that's what people were flipping out. I didn't know that. Over. That's really interesting. It's cool that we're on such a big Tom DeLonge. Uh, yeah. Shut up. He's got a Blink-182 tattoo. Oh, my gosh. I, tattoo. Hate, I am not a Blink-182 fan. A tramp stamp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a dude wrench on his thigh. Oh inner my, thigh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 okay, anyway. Let's uh, go somewhere else. So, it's, <laughs> so anyways, uh, I think this guy's expecting way too much for this guitar well so the thing that you don't see in this picture that we have up here is the neck the damage is out it's of like it looked like somebody hit it with a hammer a few times uh-huh i mean it's just it was not... actually at a blink show so <laughs> yeah no yeah, that's no, like, i mean you know, like the neck pocket on here like the paint around it there's like a thousand cracks around yeah, it you know you no, know well the stupidest thing is the fact that it's a tom DeLong strat that they put the regular pick guard on with the three pickups as like not a Tom DeLonge Strat yeah. anymore. And if you want a Tom DeLonge Strat, why would you do that? Exactly. Just buy a Strat. Just buy a regular Strat. Well, yeah. this one's hardtail. Oh, oh boy. You need, you need that hardtail, Thank right? Thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah, hardtail. So should we do this story? Yeah. Okay, we, so. We have someone here who has a story. One, one of my new guys here, Christian, is at the shop one of the new none of the new employees he's been on the road for years with warp tour and <laughs> say been a tour manager for years say hi christian how's it going guys and we were literally just talking about tom DeLong the other day because we went to sombreros and uh -huh. what song is it where it's like my, josie josie i have no about idea his girlfriend brings a mexican food just for fun and if you go in so yeah, many, she likes ul and dhc there you go so if you go in so many sombreros in san diego 
you can very often find like Blink-182 lyrics graffitied on the bathroom walls. And I always think it's hilarious. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like, it's like, did Sombreros get so cool because... Of Blink-182. Anyway. I hope that's the reason, because it's not because of their food. <laughs> I like their food. You shut I'm, your I'm mouth, a, Ryan. I, I'm their food is amazing. See? I'm a, a Cotijan boy, through and through. Okay, hey, fine. Hey, the she brought fight. him Mexican food from Sombreros just because. Just because. And I know Cotijan wasn't around the song, when, they, Steve. when they wrote that and song. And when I feel like <laughs> oh giving up, like my world is falling down. <laughs> oh, my down. God. Kill me. <laughs> no. I uh, show up at 3 a.m., she still up watching was, vacation, and I hey, see that brandy face. Steve, I was kidding, dude. Oh my god, Tom along. I think actually Mark was singing that I song. I feel though. sick. Okay, so anyway, Christian was telling me being on the road for so long. He was telling me this story, which he's going to tell us. So Tom along just got kinked, kicked out of Blink One Eighty Two. Like what? A couple weeks ago. A lot like of stuff, two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago, it was going around on social media, and Christian just told me the story, which he's going to tell you right now. Go. <laughs> well, uh, I heard this story on my many adventures on the road, but uh, I heard this uh, last summer while I was on Warp Tour. I met a uh, former TM for Angels and Airways and Blink-182. What's a TM? Tour manager. Nice. Okay. Tour manager. Now we know he's legit. He knows what these words mean. Yeah, TM. legit. We'll, we'll spell it out for you guys. Yeah, but, thank uh, you. No more acronyms, Christian. Sorry, Jeez, my bad. Dude. Business talk, business talk. But uh, yeah, Unless it's this- Adidas. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Well, I heard this story, like, we like to trade funny stories, and uh, I heard this one about uh, Tom once, they were going uh, a different way back east, they didn't want to take Highway 10 because there's too many checkpoints, so uh, we call it the drug route. Because very often the tour buses have some uh, things other than guitars on them. Yeah, you know, we we have some hobbies, extracurricular activities we like to do sometimes on the road, but... uh, Like making, like, Pinewood Derby cars and stuff. Pinewood Derby cars and crocheting. Crocheting. I mean, I, was gonna, I, I prefer glass blowing on the, you know, glass on the sure, bus. sure for bombs. <laughs> so you know, just, <laughs> of course, just to not have to get up like ten times within an hour to go through a checkpoint. Sometimes we take a little route that we call a smuggler's route or a drug route, and it takes you through uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, Ooh, excellent. Yeah, it, it gets you kind of out there already. So uh, yeah, that's where Roswell. the story starts. It starts on this little highway. It's like 125. It's a little country road. It's uh, an eight-hour stretch. You go down it, and then you, you basically are in the north of Texas once you get out of there. But uh, you miss all the checkpoints. So I heard this story that uh, they pulled off on the side of the road on 125, uh, Angels and Airwaves. And they're all taking a break. You know, They're hitting the bathrooms, grabbing some water, hitting the vending machines. And uh, it was a 15-minute cap before they had to be back to the bus. And uh, that 15 minutes turned into four hours. Apparently, Tom uh, left the area completely gone. No one could find him. <laughs> no one knew where he was. He was looking for the freaking pick guard on this strap. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid that they changed it. Anyway, he was, he was very pissed off about that. But uh, apparently, they uh, it was a big scene. They called Highway Patrol. They had everyone, including uh, Tex. So basically, all the people they were trying to avoid. Basically, yeah, everyone that you're trying to avoid, but <laughs> true, they had the whole checkpoint crew come over to check the bus. Yeah, super, super yeah. troopers was there, yeah, all of them, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but so apparently, uh, the tour manager had to shake everyone out of their bunks in the middle of the night to go find Tom. He was nowhere to be found. He, uh, apparently, he just like walked away. They said they thought he was going to come back. He went AWOL. So, yeah. About four hours later, uh, one of the taxis walking down the road, just like looking for him, and he finds Tom passed out in a bush. Just just passed out, and what he said to the tour manager was he was covered in some glossy-looking stuff, like he looked greased up, and he just smelled ungodly, like just like the stench. He was like, I could smell him. 
did he smell dead. unearthly? Wait, did oh, he? <laughs> unearthly. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my space accent. Thank you for your space accent. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Keep going, Christian. So apparently, they get him back to the bus, and uh, the tour manager sits him down. He's like, "Yo, man, what happened? Like, where were you? You know, you're not supposed to walk away. We're professionals. Like, what's up? Like, we have time to keep." And Tom looks at him, and he's like, yo, dude, I'm not joking around. I literally was just abducted by aliens. They took me to the mothership. They took my cell phone. They took my pick Wait, guard. are you sure they weren't <laughs> they weren't angels on the airwaves? Stop it, Steve. Stop I mean, that's right open now. to interpretation. It depends on your beliefs. <laughs> but we're not going to get ancient alien here yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he was uh, totally convinced that he was uh, taken up to the mothership and that... <laughs> That they were like watching him and what he did and doing surveillance on all his electronics and apparently uh, that was one of the reasons why uh, he got kicked out of Blink One Eight Two because this was like a couple years ago and apparently he's been on this bender that he's been abducted and the government and aliens are out there to get him and uh, they're wow. following him so he was trying to tell all the Blink guys like hey we're all in trouble don't use blah, your blah, cell blah, blah. phone don't use your cell phone don't go on your Facebook. They're watching us. They'll take us when they're ready. And uh, they kind of just were like, yeah, you need to get some help. <laughs> Sounds like a serious problem. Well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, we're, we're making some jokes here. But, you know, it sounds like he, if we take his word for it, he, he had a genuine, some kind of event happen. Or he's had some kind of mental breakdown or mental lapse or some, something happened to this guy. And what's what's interesting? He's, he's having he's having some deeper issues. Um, what's interesting with this guitar, though, at, even at what is this guy selling for four hundred dollars? Yeah, it's not even valued at that because Fender's doing the new Tom DeLonge Strat that's just covered in slimy, shiny goo. <laughs> Shut up! Shut it, it comes up. Uh, with a nice factory smell to it. Yeah, too. It's, it's like horrible shiny goo smell. It sorry, sorry, like Tom DeLonge. I, I yeah. I'm sorry for maybe you. that. Maybe he was trying to make up a story to cover for like a real scenario where he. Got dragged into a cabin by a bunch of like backwoods rednecks. Like hills have eyes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and he barely escaped with his. I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig. He barely escaped with his man virginity. Oh, oh my god! god. Sorry, Tom. Driven that route, there is literally like we've broken down on that route, and I've had to walk like 40 did miles. Did back anybody by invite myself. you into a little cabin? No, but I did see some cool lights in the sky. There you go. <laughs> that's there the you go. that's the moon. That's. <laughs> Stars. <laughs> like, look at that. Yeah, we don't have stars us. here in San Diego. He's got a blinking red one and a blinking green one. It's like I think I saw it like blink 182 times, maybe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't you ever come back here, Christian. <laughs> don't you ever come back. I think you just got back. fired. <laughs> That's all right. You just got yeah. fired, dude. He got fired and also then hired to a 60 second home. Yeah, no, yeah. you guys are professionals. <laughs> we You're have, the king of we horrible have a huge jokes. Budget. We've read two ads. Yeah. So dude, far. I so I appreciated that story, Christian. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And uh, that was funny that we were literally just talking. What was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And then this ad comes up, and I was like, Christian needs to tell this story. And All I right. still, I can't even deal with this pick guard situation. Jeez. Yeah. All right, we're but moving on. But like I was on. saying, if you're looking for a fender with a hard tail and, and a flat uh, radius neck. 
You know, I, I just my... looked it up. I couldn't find the flat radius. Everything says it's a nine and a half. Really? Ryan's yeah. a liar. He's not even that big of a Blink-182 fan anymore. I, I swear that's something I heard. Ryan's someone abducted. Read someone. Maybe someone lied to you. Maybe. Ryan, Ryan Maybe I'm wrong. Ryan abducted by aliens. I could Maybe. be wrong. The aliens okay, are controlling. I'm wrong every once in a while. They're controlling uh, uh, my never, impressions Steve. of the Tom DeLonge You're strap. Because they don't Steve. want people to buy it anymore. Yeah, the aliens the are aliens. like they're trying to ruin well, his life. Well, doing the new model, the shiny goo model. Hey, read yeah. the next ad, somebody. Yeah, Anybody. yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I guess I'm. Are you? Who's? Come on, everyone's what? drinking beers. Okay. Nobody's I'm reading. Hey, beers, hey, hey, hey! I'm going to read. Trying the, out the hard parts. So you don't give me a. I'm going to read this. <laughs> I'm reading this guitar pedal one. We're we're drinking the same beers we were last week. I no, know. We're reading fat drinking fat tire. From I know they're not new fresh. Belgium. They're not fresh a week later, but we're we're doing it. We put Whatever. we stuck a cork. Read. I, I gotta sell this guy's selling some pretty nice pedals. He is. Uh, this is an ad for guitar pedals. One hundred dollars in Poway, which is uh, close, for all of them. Close to us. Is that hundred dollars? No, if that was no. hundred bucks. Then I'd be like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, no way, dude. Flip City. This guy's selling a one hundred dollar Love Pedal Kalamazoo. A one hundred dollar Ibanez TS Nine Tube Screamer. Keely modded a few years ago and then recently had it modded again by JHS. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, $125 Boss TR2 Tremolo Keely modded. $80 Boss BD2 Blues Driver Keely modded. $125 Menatone Red Snapper Overdrive sold. You can't even buy that. So, anyways, this TS9. What does it mean when you have something modded and then you have it modded again? I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if either of these guys listen, but it's possible that they do. Um, Josh says that he listens. Yeah, Robert and Josh. I told him that I don't believe it. Hey, Josh. Uh, I'm going to JHS next week. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So I'm flying so out for some goods. This nice. is what we want to know. What's the difference between the Keeley mod and the JHS mod? I'm sure there's differences, but like, and what does one cancel out the other? Yeah, they both describe Probably. themselves as like as being like 808 style mods. So all I'm imagining this is, is a 1616. Oh, yeah. Keeley mod has brown knobs and JHS has green knobs. What this is okay. the situ- this is the situation I'm imagining. Josh, J- J- Josh, Josh, and Robert fighting out behind the dumpsters no, no, no. at Nam. <laughs> That's like it. wrestling on the no, ground. This is, this is what I'm imagining. <laughs> this guy sent it all, sent this off to Keeley. He gets it back. He's like, oh, man, there's a JHS mod, too. He sends it to JHS. JHS opens it up and goes, yeah, all of our mods are done on this already. Let's just slap some knobs and a sticker on it and send it back. <laughs> I've, from what I've seen on Tube Screamer mods, you basically pull one chip and put a different chip in. Exactly. You're pulling out the the, the op the, amp, right? Yeah, they're probably the newer... I'm not sure what the newer ones are running, but I want to say the vintage is the JRC 48. So basically 45, Josh pulled out maybe? Robert's chip put it in one of his pedals to use on his pedal board. He was like, ah, but it's the same chip. Mod. <laughs> it's the same chip. <laughs> it's the same chip. So, it, so it's, I don't know. This guy's why probably would this an guy, idiot. Why would this uh, get another tube screamer and send it to two companies and have one of each? Don't get your mod reversed. The, the, the craziest thing about this is this is like one of the things we joke about, like with, you know, yeah. the Strymon metal zone modded by Keely, modded by JHS. Right. Seriously. This is a joke in real life. Yeah, this is really happening. That's really dumb. Now, uh, hundred dollars. What's funny is, is this guy obviously like spent some money on pedals. Like these are all great pedals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What the Red Snapper? I've played that sucker before, and it is a a prime little drive pedal. Oh yeah. Like, it's got too many knobs. It's an excellent. Well, that's <laughs> why it's sold. Four. 
I can't deal four with knobs. that. Like, I sold four, it already. What am I supposed a, to do with a four knob? It's kind overdrive. of an ugly pedal, but the you can't find. There's not. They're not really readily available, and it's an excellent drive. Sometimes the ugly pedals are the best ones to have. I hate ugly pedals. Yeah, the, I the, probably uh, actually never put that on my board. Neil love pe- the love shot. Up. I'm serious. I'm so vain. Just like put that. A, a unicorn sticker on it. You're fine. Oh yeah, good idea. Put a unicorn on the fish. Yeah, there you go. Or a unicorn horn. There you go. Just draw it on with the sharpie. I just wonder, like, who, whoever was doing the, the JHS mod that day, it, like, laughing as he's peeling the Keeley sticker off, like, yeah, <laughs> like, scrape, scrape, Well, scrape, and the whole thing you know? is, like, the, I'm, I'm looking at this, and this guy's, I, I feel like this is one of these guys that's got, like, who is l- playing with his eyes. Yeah. Because, I mean, these are five. Or like, he's a series, he's got a series gas attack you've got, going on. You've got Let's two pedals it, on here dude. that are, like, high-end, like, High-end overdrives with the Menatone and the Love pedal. And then you've got three pedals that are like two, you know, medi- mid, mid-level mid overdrives with the TS9 and the Blues Drivers. But, but then they're, they're all modded. But they're both modded as, as is the, the Tremolo, the Boss Tremolo, the TR2 is modded. And they're modded so, to be boutique prices. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So basically this is like five boutique-grade pedals. So this guy, I but the only thing I can think is either this guy was really bored or like, I, is where he's like, I gotta, he's just know, gotta try everything. This, this is like the Pokemon of guitar pedals. He's gotta catch them all. Yeah. What's weird about this is is like, he obviously knows how to spend money on the guitar pedals, but his carpet sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, like, let's, it's let's just talk like, about his carpet for a while. This looks like, like this, the carpet in your house, Ryan. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you I, saying, I Daniel? Mean say, I meant to say it's really great. Uh, the best. It's the best carpet. I was. If I had a house to put carpet, yeah, I'd put that. We carpet. can't all have I'd coon skins all over our floor like you, Tyak. <laughs> That's racist. Racist. <laughs> That's your second racist comment of the day, what Ryan. What was the first one? Something. Wait, was that? Oh, last? black and white. A the black, black and, white. and white. Yeah, black and white photo. Or video. A, what is this? A racism podcast. Anyway, All this right. guy. This guy's probably just your typical dude. That hey, can we not like make any cracks about shopping with your eyes? Because I, I've come to realize that no matter how much I think, like you know, people always ask like, what's more important, like a tone or durability or looks, and it's like. Everyone's like tone, tone is, and it's like shut up. Yeah, you shop with your eyes. Hey, you I look at stuff and you make a decision like da- that da- looks a- awesome. A- a Daniel, I, I'm gonna buy that. I've got pedals on my board that I think are ugly, but I love the way they sound. But I do have an element of vanity where I I have a tough time putting more than two boss pedals on my board these Dude. days. What well, that's why da- I still a- have Daniel, your flanger. A- can you clear this up? Can you clear this up for I'll me? Clear it up. What gets better tone? A Zvex Fuzz Factory on a Pedal Train PT Nano, or a Zvex Fuzz Factory on a Zombie Tweed Salvage Custom Board. Dude, well, see, the Zombie Tweed Salvage Custom Board is is made with tone tone woods. Uh huh. So it makes your tone tonier. Yeah, you guess you and you'll get a toner. You get the toner from the wood. <laughs> you get a wooder from the tones. Toner wood. Yeah, toner. You wood. get a wooder. <laughs> Shut up with this ad. I'm done talking about this ad. All right. This is from Texas. I'm going to crumple mine up too. Guys, See, this idiot. is why you got to print them up because then you can crumple them in front of the mic. I'm rip mo- it, dude. I'm ne- ne- neatly folding mine. Moody, it, Texas. Or give it a rip. Rare. Yeah, 2014 Gretsch 5420. $2,500. I have a limited run. Gretsch 5420. Electric. Air in quotes. ice blue metallic, 
Only 25 ever made in this color and only 10 made available in the U.S. I have number 13. <laughs> Mint condition and plays like a dream. Will consider trades for decent running car or cash. Always gets my attention. Don't miss out on a piece of history. 2500 OBO. You know, I want to make fun of a guy who's trying to sell a Korean guitar a Korean built guitar for $2,500, but I'm sure we have listeners that play Dusenbergs. <laughs> oh, oh, nothing but net. Shots oh, fired. Oh. <laughs> Goal! <laughs> In all seriousness, <laughs> um, we just we just lost like every li- we lost so Sorry. many listeners. We are never going to get sponsorships from them now. Sorry about that, doozies. In all seriousness, like I understand what they're doing, and they Dusenberg makes a super high quality product. Oh, you know what? We I got to touch one for the first time at Nam, and I picked it up and I sat in and I played with it for a while, and I was like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. I don't get it. You don't get it? Okay, no, I, I get it. All right, too shiny but, but, for me. but back to this guitar. This Dude, is okay. The only thing that the only thing that matters in this entire ad, aside from the fact that it's ridiculous, <laughs> I tore up the wrong ad. I you don't to- have, you I don't tore it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you tore up the wrong ad. The only thing that matters in this ad is the fact that. This dude posed with his guitar. Oh, I know. Lovingly. This is like... It's like his, this his is girlfriend. Like a, his girlfriend or, or his, his kid. dog. It's like an engagement shot. It's like shot. his dog. Yeah. Engagement it's shot his, his voice guitar. to men pose. He's got like this like sultry smile on his face with his arm like lackadaisically hung over the guitar like it's his, his girlfriend at the mall. He's I'll the, the look on his face. Where he's like hang over with like a little like brush of the goodies. Yeah. The, <laughs> you know what I mean? The look on his face says... Yeah, I play this guitar. Yeah, I play, I play this, this guitar, guitar every real night. Real good. Yeah, and then, dude, did you notice the back glow coming through the trees? Oh my gosh! Uh, the back, the black glow. Sorry, it's so dreamy. You know what I this had is? Some beer. You know what this is? Is that this is all? It, this picture. He only had one uh, slot left on his uh, on his camera, <laughs> and, and this like, this picture plays double duty for his Craigslist ad and for his Tinder account. His Tinder, exactly. It does, and I can't even. I. Even if I was looking for this guitar, I would, I would, uh, uh, there's a throw up. <laughs> so, so the first thing with this I don't is, want to play this guitar because obviously he's, he's already soiled it. He's <laughs> been manhandling the crap out of this thing. If you're looking he's at this picture, every spot on this guitar. If you're and looking, I don't at, want that. If you're looking at this picture, what color is that? Is that blue? Is that oh, blue? Shut up! This is, is a blue. Is no, black? this is not a reference. Shut, this, this is, is two is blue weeks and from white. That. No, this is not a reference to that. Blue and white or black and gold? Shut up! Oh. Shut up! Shut your face. What I'm saying, but my point is that like this is just a crappy picture, and like you can barely tell what color it is. He's saying it's this ultra rare ice blue metallic, but it looks exactly like the silver metallic. Yeah, it looks just it looks blue to me. I just hate the fact that this guy's posing with this guitar like that. Yeah. I can't handle it. Look at him! I want to punch him. He's got the soul patch thing. How much would and you pay? Got, anybody with the freaking little lip hey, beard hey, thing. Hey, I've what? got a soul patch. You have a beard. Yeah, but I've got a soul patch on top of it. When I shave my beard, I have a soul patch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anybody with a soul patch? How much would you pay for this hey, you watch your you watch your damn mouth. Listen to me, listeners with a soul patch. Soul patches say one thing. They say, I am a douchebag. Okay? So if you got a soul patch... Do the man thing and grow a beard or shave it you know, off. You know why I, I have a soul patch? 
Why? Because I've got this like mole on my lower lip. Because he's a soul man. And if do I do, you keep a soul patch when you shave your beard. Yeah, and if I shave too You're close a to the douchebag, if I shave too close to that mole, <laughs> then I cut it and it bleeds for freaking days. And then you'll get days cancer. For, yeah, for little days. You know you days. can die from that. Yeah, probably. But it, like, I can never get it to stop bleeding. That's uh, I leave a soul. Moral little, of the story: Don't buy this guitar. I leave, I leave a little bit of soul patch on my lip so I don't nick oh that gosh. thing ever again. And my wife likes it. Your wife likes the soul patch? Yeah. If Does I, it, she likes douches? If I shave, apparently. Dude, she married wife, me. Lauren. Hey, I don't wear like a fedora or anything. Hey, I told uh, I told <laughs> Mitch the story. The story of like you, I looked around to see if anyone was wearing you a fedora. You your dating career and your uh, <laughs> who were you who were telling that? I was telling Mitch, your bass player. Oh, okay. You know the bass player in the band that you never do yeah. any band stuff with anymore. Hey, hey. He went for okay. He, so check this he, out. He went traveling for like a month. That's check not this my out, fault. listeners. I was doing the hiring thing. We talked about this last episode. I was hiring some new people. And Ryan recommended his friend Mitch. And I specifically told Ryan, I was like, Ryan, do not tell Mitch that you referred him because that's like an instant disqualification. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So Mitch still says that Ryan referred him. And I'm like, idiot. I'm not hiring you. And then I like, I talk with him and I'm like, this guy's actually a really rad guy. And then I had him come in and do a project, and he's actually really good at building stuff. He's super good. Like he's he's very talented. He worked at Deering banjos. He's he's got some skills. And I ended up hiring the guy. So we were talking the other day, and we're like, Ryan was when Ryan was young, he was like the he was like the the not goofy, but just like that, like I'm just having a good time. Yeah, like, where yeah. am I, guy? Like didn't have like kind a ton of, of girlfriends. I was oblivious. Yeah, how many girlfriends did you have? Zero. Zero girlfriends. My wife was my first girlfriend. And then Ryan starts like hanging out with friends at parties and meets this girl, Lauren. Who uh, Lauren's Lauren's a good looking lady. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lauren's a totally good looking lady. I'm I can I mean anybody would agree Lauren's a good looking lady. Yeah. And that's not even weird, I don't think. Is that no, weird? No, that's, that, that's listeners, totally fine. It's listeners true. write in and say, Is that weird? <laughs> um and they discover that they both have this this talent that not a lot of people have of being able to draw really well so they would geek out at parties together and they'd be off in the corner like drawing pictures and like having sketch-offs we were flirting through art they were literally so that was the way yeah. ryan they, they would also wrestle in the middle of parties hey 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 so ryan would communicate with women through art and he just happened to find a good-looking lady who did this art thing and then all of a sudden ryan's first girlfriend is like how many months later not that long. Till what? You were just waiting till it snowed. It was so like you a could couple propose. years. No, I, I, I proposed a year and a half after we started dating. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a, but it wasn't, it was wasn't like a quick. long time. Yeah, we, we got married two years after we started I dating. I distinctly remember, though, that you, it took you like six months to propose because you were waiting for it to snow in Julian. Yeah, well, that's not completely true. Like I knew, I knew really early that I was going to propose to her. Yeah. What is this a relationship podcast? Yeah, dude, I remember we were talking about that okay, on Instant okay. Messenger. I don't, before Facebook existed. All right, well, we'll pull up your saved conversations that I know that you. I have. don't think I have those anymore. <laughs> and you were like, remember we were like checking the webcams and Julian, like did it snow yeah, yeah. yet? No, I was waiting for it to snow, and it was like. It wasn't like six months. It was like two months. I was like, when is it going to freaking okay, snow? Yeah. It was like... I had bought the ring and I was waiting. I wanted to take her up to the I snow. Was, I just remember being propose. impressed at your tenacity of waiting because I remember yeah. when well, I... Well, I, I cheated because... Uh, you cheated on was, Lauren? No, I was... Wait- you hear her first, folks. I was, Ryan cheated on Lauren. I was waiting for it to snow in our local mountains in Julian. Yeah. I got so fed up by it <laughs> that I drove us... Julian sucks. We drove up to Big Bear where they make snow. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're like, guys, could you just blow a little snow on these yeah. trees over here so I can get a good picture? <laughs> so I can get a good selfie? Yeah. <laughs> but there, there, was, there was natural snow up there, but they had they had snow that we didn't have. So. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you did it in Big Bear? Yeah, yeah, in Big Bear. Okay, I just don't know you as well as I thought Yeah, I you don't. I'm There's so bastard. many things you don't know about me, Daniel. What else don't I know? I don't know. Let's, Let's talk about guitars. Sorry, man. I just, I just was, I was telling Mitch this. I don't even know how we got on this. You were talking about Mitch. Mitch no, is, but it started. Mitch is the bassist in my band. So I told Mitch that story. Today. Yeah. I cool. Told, yeah. Anyway. So if, if any of you ever mentions it, it was my fault. I'm so sorry. anyway, this is a Gretsch 5420. <laughs> I'm um, back into it. This is. And so Ryan took. Basically, Ryan's engagement pictures with Lauren were a lot like this picture with this yeah. dude and yeah, his guitar. Icy blue. Icy blue. Now, this guitar Snow. I found out was originally listed for 3500 Then it came down to 2500 And now it's up for 2000 But the rub is that this guy thinks that because this is a Gretsch factory special run that it's actually worth something. Uh-huh. When it's just like a Fender... Like FSR made in Korea, blah blah, whatever. Right, the it guy's was, oblivious. It was eight hundred dollars new. It's like six hundred dollars on eBay. The only thing missing in this picture is snow for his engagement uh, shot. Shut up. <laughs> what what's happened to this guy? My bet is that he went to Guitar Center, and the salesman did a hard sell on him. Like, oh, this guitar is so special. Oh, you're really getting a. A steal on this thing. Yeah, you could take yeah. engagement photo shots with this guitar. It's you can so t- good. You can tell by the you can tell by the serial number. Only ten of these were made. See, look at it. It's icy. It's blue and metallic. Yeah. Oh, it's so special. Yeah. So this guy, guy, I don't even guy, understand what that's about. Factory special runs are pretty big. Yeah. Normally, this guy and uh, all it is is a paint job. It's not like they're better guitars. Right. This guy feels really special about his guitar. He thinks it's really worth a lot, which means he should just keep it. He's got a soul patch. He's got a soul patch. You need that. That's gretch. how we got talking about. Do you really have a soul, soul patch, patch when you shave your beard? I do. How do you not notice this? I just dude. don't. When's the last time you shaved here, your beard? You never trust a guy Here's the thing: is it's the same color as my skin. That's true. So uh, that's true. Yeah. No, but it like, blends in. When's the first time? When's the last time you actually clean shaved? I don't know. Like a year or two. Don't ago. Yeah. do it again, so, man. Yeah, I just I you're better with a beard. I I have like a twenty pack of Mach three razors sitting in my drawer. Right? Dude, I haven't had. I haven't used. I have the same. Yeah, I have like like a few little whiskers that grow on my cheek. Yeah, and I have this, I've had the same razor for like three years, and I just go swipe. Why don't you swipe? just use a Done. knife like a I, man? I just use that's what I meant. I have the same knife, <laughs> like in a big my... old Bowie knife. Yeah. I, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> you like your sword? He's getting his sword and knocking. Oh, oh that guy? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're busting listen, out. The... Listen to the sound of this unsheathing. Hold on, hold on. You can't hear anything. <laughs> Look at that thing. Nice. That's what you shave with? Yeah, dude. Just shave with it right now. No. I'm taking video, man. Shave your whole beard. Yeah, there we go. Cut your uh, cut your cheek open. I am going to cut myself badly. Can you hear this? No? No, there's no one's going to hear that. <sighs> I just shaved my cheek with a Everyone just knife. stopped listening and like... <laughs> Everyone, like this I, is we're, the point of the podcast. We're, right? we're like, done. No one Everyone's cares. Everyone's like, screw uh, these guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram. I just posted pictures oh, of, this, cheek of this stupid knife. A week ago. It's a stupid knife. A it's week a, ago I posted it, so look back at that. That is screen. a big knife. Yeah. I cut myself badly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, shut up. Am I bleeding? All right, no, what's our, fine. Are we ready for a topic? Yeah, let's talk topics. Man. All right, our topic this week was sent to us by Michael Lodge. Michael Lodge wants to know... What the opinion of solid state wattage versus tube wattage in a band setting is, uh, Michael? Watts or watts, dude? Yeah, what's what's the matter with solid state? Really? You just did that? I- 
So, so <laughs> obviously, that's so weird, Steve. Really? You just did that? <laughs> What's going on? I just farted. Oh, you were fart talking. Yeah. Huh? Uh, really? So, you just did that? <clears throat> so I know there's a lot of debate out there. There's a lot of discussion out there um, on the various parts of the interwebs about solid state watts versus tube watts as if they're different. But watts sure. are just a measure of power. Right. And uh, so uh, I forget what the calculation is, but it's like voltage times something else divided by something else equals power. And power is wattage. Probably what he's talking about is more like... Tell me the more, I- Steve. The idea of the watts where people think of watts is like, how loud is this? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, for for me, what I'm what I look at is... There's actual like loudness of like decibel volume, and then there's the perceived sure loudness, like how loud does this feel, or how much does this cut? Yeah, there's all this different. It's the same thing with like a sound guy in a room where it drives me insane when a sound guy's like, "Oh, could you turn it down? It's too loud." And when I know like this is pushing this many yeah decibels, this is pushing this much air and this much sound pressure, but there the tone is. In a frequency range that really cuts in the mix. Sure, sure. Or that is very present. Which is great. Which is what I try to do. Yeah, you're trying to... It's like I try to establish this tone that's very present in the mix that isn't like stepping on the toes of anybody else. Yeah. I like to tell sound sound people, hey, if I'm too loud, just turn everyone else up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's a spare kids. So listen, I think the podcast is pretty much done. At the end of the day... You know, if the sound guy's like, hey, turn it down, be like, listen, if I'm too loud, just turn it when I'm done. Yeah, it's fixed. Done podcast. But I do don't think that to- was the question. What was okay, the question? Okay, so let's get back to it. What then. was the question? So so anyway, so there's this perception I know like people, I've actually read articles where people are like, well, if you're buying an amp for like playing a show, like if you're going to buy a, like if, if you're buying a tube amp, you only need like 30 watts. But if you're buying a solid state amp, like you got to get at least 75 watts. Well, I think there's... A, a certain amount of truth in there, not because of the wattage, but just because if you're getting a low wattage solid state, there's a really, really, really good chance that it's a student level sort of thing. If you're getting a higher wattage solid state, there's... It's, Christian, do you have an opinion on this? Because you're back there just nodding your head like you want to say something. Christian's still hanging out with us. Let Is me, my gun? find your mic. No, he's got it. No, I got to turn oh. it back up. All right, you're on. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that people are fighting over wattage. It's literally <laughs> like, it's it's all about like, I feel like it's a choice. Like, if you need that power, you go for it. Yeah. But like, honestly, when you're fighting solid state and tube, it's just like, it, it, it comes down to like clarity and your tone, you know? Like, it, it's just what you want to get out of it. Just honestly, like. You know, and you're going to go to a store and they're going to try and upsell you for that, you know, 500 watt Marshall, something sick. It's Is there it. a 500 watt Marshall? The mode one 4 million, was like 400 watts, I think. Watts. That would be nuts. Just, just something obscene yeah, where exactly. you, you don't even know, like, the power you have. And they're just going to try and upsell you because, oh, it has more watts. It's going to sound better. You know, that's just, like, literally what I run into all the time. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. I mean, there doesn't need to be this battle for volume. Uh, if you're getting into the range of anything 50 watts and up, you have a stage-ready amp for any stage. Like, well, like literally. And you know, the big thing is that is, is what you said. is It's less about like 
pure wattage, like when you're looking at wattage, you're only looking at one piece of an equation. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. you know, when you're, if you've got um, like something like an Eminence Legend speaker, those things have a sensitivity at like 101 dB per watt. And when you're looking at that, like that speaker compared to a speaker that's like, say, 98 dB per watt, a 101 watt speaker at the same wattage is going to be twice as loud as a 98 dB speaker. So that's one thing with these like student level solid state amps is they're just garbage. Both both Ryan and Daniel are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I just I lost say, it for a Ryan? second. <laughs> Ryan, what did he say? Translate that for me. I don't know please. the words that came the, out the, of the his point mouth. is that the point is basically that basically what we're talking about here is a box that makes it go loud. <laughs> <laughs> what shape is the box, Ryan? It's a square. So, it's a square box, loud square it's box. Loud square box, please. Ryan, Ryan and I both have like a decent amount of experience with professional with grade. loud square boxes. Uh, with with yes, with long with good box. quality solid state. With uh with with professional grade solid state amps, Ryan uses my old acoustic 150, and acoustic was like a big time. Uh, solid state manufacturer. If you listen to any of like the Doors live performances uh-huh. from like the late sixties, early seventies, I mean, freaking Albert that was King. all solid state. Albert King, yeah. uh, solid state, and that was all acoustic backline. Um, S- side note on the solid state, like backline and stuff like that. Christian, we were talking about it a whole bunch the last couple of days. Like the last yeah. f- few tours, he's been. To, everybody's he's done a lot of like hardcore and metal uh-huh. tours with Warp Tour and stuff like that. Sure. Managing those bands, um, or tour managing, you know, different than the whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, babysitting bands, making sure that they're not so stoned that they can stop the dudes from get them to the Greek, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, but they'll have like these huge, like false back lines, well, sure, Uh sure. And then they're all running. What are they running, Christian? They're literally either running out of those like mini orange tiny terrors, uh-huh. or or they're running out of their Kemper, or you know, like, Axe yeah, effects, yeah. Axe effects like anything like that. But it's just hilarious because like this summer is just like I felt like it was a tone battle, like you know, between all those <laughs> bands because like I was on with one of the heavier bands. We're the only what you call gent band on Warped Tour. Oh, my gosh. oh not gent. Uh, it's okay. We, we were we were pulling seven and eight strings. It, it was, those guys were kind of douchey, though. They were, they were very douchey. And, there, uh, there's a whole thing online in one of the groups I'm in where it's like anytime somebody posts like any guitar, someone else will say like, oh, that's cool, but can you gent on that? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, Stratocaster, but does it gent? We, we tried to metal the other night with my guitars. <laughs> we were like, we're going to metal. And we I was so trying hard. to get some gent out of, here, out of the milkman yeah. here. Blues, and, uh, ju- Blues no Jr., metal. does it gent? Dude, I have no... We tried all the different amps and all of my different guitars and nothing metal. We even pulled out like a pedal board and we were like going we're, like, to town. We like, this pedal and it was like... I don't have any metal in the shop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No metal. Hey, this is a wood shop, not a metal shop. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Right? You have a good point. So, there, so anyway, that, my, my whole point really being is that there are certain manufacturers over time. And, and today, Kemper is actually a, a good, good example, though they're more on the digital side. Uh-huh. Uh, Pritchard was an amp company that was along, around for a while. Quilter is a big one right now. People love Quilter right now. Uh, yeah. They're let huge. Me, let me bring a couple of those together with you. We were talking last episode when we said we'd carry over uh-huh. yeah. with David Ryan Harris. We, in his studio up at his house in L.A., he's got a Kemper modeling amp. And he's modeled some of his favorite amps uh-huh. that he uses. And he uses that for all of his recording stuff. And we were joking about it. We were sitting in the studio geeking out on stuff. And we were joking about it. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, that thing sounds awesome. But he's like, 
He's like, I can't take it to a gig. All my friends will laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So he'll take like his tube amps that he loves, and now right. he's rocking the Nobles that he loves. But in his home studio, he's like, dude, I'm just using the Kemper. It's so much easier. And, yeah, and sits there right in the studio, like part of his system. And that's how he gets all his guitar tones. What yeah. it all comes down to is like all of these high end solid state companies are doing the same thing that all of like the boutique tube amp companies are is they're over engineering stuff. They're going in and they're using like the hot, highest quality components. There's a reason that the Roland JC120 has been like a standard amp in across genres for like 30 years now uh-huh. it's because when roland built that amp they were like we're gonna like we are building this amp to to restart the game like redefine the game and there's other brands like that um evans amplification for jazz amps and evans also does steel guitar um there's just there's a bunch of brands like that like i said acoustic back in the day even some of the custom stuff back in the day uh, Credence was like supposedly way into that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, there's just all these brands, but they were all like trying to make professional great amps. And when you go in and you say like, oh, I, I tried a Fender Frontman Solid State sucks. Well, you're using like the lowest of yeah. the low. That's you're, garbage. Yeah, you're using an amp that Fender built because they're like, if we get them to buy in on the Frontman, then someday they'll buy a hot rod and then someday they'll buy a twin. They just want to make sure that they get that dollar instead of crate. Exactly. You know, exactly. Hey, hey Ryan. Yes. Um, have you ever noticed that Steve knows a lot of really random facts about really random He's gear? He's a suppository of knowledge. Suppository. Yeah. You can take everything he says and just Sometimes I'm ass. just like, where did Steve just pull that out of? He literally <laughs> will come out of nowhere and just pull something like absolutely like, ridiculous. All right, Steve. Like when I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, how does he know that? How does he know that really weird <laughs> fact about that really obscure piece of Because I'm 25% slower. <laughs> yeah, second podcast episode, man. Steve slows down 25% after a few beers. It's, uh, you know, it's just something where that it's something I've noticed that, you know, the, these companies that they put effort, like, regardless of if you're using a solid state or a tube or a digital platform, if the company is putting like an effort into it to make a super high quality product and they know what they're doing, they're going to do it. Like look at freaking as much as we joke about, I'm like Strymon, like it's a chip, it's some programming, it's some tone stack, it's digital, but everyone and their mom is like, got to own a Strymon right now. Well, those guys, they, they've put a lot into it. (laughs) Chris is shaking his head (laughs) over there. (laughs) (laughs) I, I totally get why, like, everyone's trying to race for that. But it, it's, like, literally, like, in the last two years, I've seen some beautiful just, like, people going out there and, like, getting some beautiful amps, just, like, great tube sound, like, coming out there. And, yeah, they're heavy, and you don't want to carry them at your gig and stuff. But literally, now, I swear to God, this summer, was I was just watching everyone load in. I was like, how come load-in's only, like, 10 minutes for a warp tour? Oh yeah, our backline. Everyone's backlining their axe effects or their Kempers or yeah. their tiny tears. It takes like ten seconds to set up. And but the funny thing is, though, the moment they hit the stage, they're sitting there dueling knobs as they're trying to play. Like that was, <laughs> that was the best thing this summer was trying to be like, oh oh, what is he? What oh 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 yeah, okay cool. We're gonna have to turn the knobs midway through. Awesome guys, great like <laughs> great job putting on a great show. Great job. I, I spent like three hours making sure all your patches and everything were correct and it was everything you wanted. But we're gonna tweak it still on stage. It just it gets like 
it's, it, the digital stuff now is just so crazy that it's beyond me. I feel like sure. I'm lost. Like, I sure. have no idea anymore at all. Like, I can turn the thing on, but I can't get anything out of it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, here's here's what I got to say about that. Uh, like, I've got my band that I play in bars and stuff, and I've got – I play on a church worship team. I've got my big board. I've got my salvage Ryan, board. you can't play in bars and a worship team. I do it team. all, man. Uh, I've got my big salvage board, which is my church board. I've got all my pedals. Why is the salvage board got to be your church board? Because for my surf rock it looks band, nice. I only need three pedals plus a tuner. And a lot and of reverb. Everything else, anything else is just getting in the way. Well, one of my pedals is reverb. The other's a drive. The other's a tremolo. Well, I've got a delay on the What happened to the fuzz? I don't use fuzz for, for <gasps> live. I know. Whoa. I have the fuzz on my church board, which is crazy. That's reasonable. All my high gain stuff and like aggressive stuff is on my church board. Church. We play a lot of, we, we play a lot of planet church. shakers. <laughs> okay. But it's like, I'm just, no, we don't. When I'm on okay, a stage at a bar, like simplicity is key. I don't want to be screwing around with, you know, a ton, a ton of settings. I've got my drive. I know exactly where I need it to be. I've got my reverb that's always at the same setting. And I've got my tremolo and my reverb that are always at the same setting. We went from solid state I know, compared I know. to tube to di- digital uh, pedals. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a pe- that, right? Big pe- but I, we're talking about you know overkill yeah. on that's like, actually, all these settings. That's actually you know? a huge pet peeve for me is when people are like, people are like, what's your favorite solid state amp? And then people start naming off digital stuff because it's there's it's it doesn't count. It doesn't it count doesn't at all. It's like a- digital is is. Like I understand why they say that it's being driven by solid state. It's it's driven by solid state, but in a lot of ways, like traditional solid state amps have more in common with tube amps yeah. than they do with digital amps because there's an actual analog circuit in yeah. there, yeah, like uh, yeah. making this making the tone. Yeah, exactly. So the way I understand like the solid state to digital, there's it's funny because there's some great solid state amps. There's a lot of great tube amps. Oh, absolutely. I, I tend to, for my personal, like, all my stuff is tube. I just, there's something about it that's kind of magical. Sure. What's nice about tube amps is, generally speaking, unless you got some crazy, like, four-channel amp with all the goodies on it. Like, your a, di- tube- like a diesel Herbert? Yeah, exactly. Those things are insane. So, you have a very simple circuit. Right. You have a very limited amount of of components in it. Uh-huh. If something goes down, it's real easy to fix. Sure. Yeah. Good amp tech can pop that thing open and be like, well, that's exploded or that's burnt. Right, right. And that's, that's where the fire was. That's where the fire <laughs> happened. That's and where the bad thing happened. They'll pull that out and they'll do it. The um, And that now, uh, with tube amps, you have this... The near, the way that I would explain it is the reason that tube amps are appealing to the the senses, like the ear and uh-huh. the way they feel. Because they're warm. They're warm, but they have this like um, literally because they're they have light bulbs in the back. Thank you, Steve. literally. Warm. Thank you for that, Steve. <laughs> so if you live in a cold climate, a tube amp is a great tool to have. Yeah, yeah. You know, not only you can play music, but it keeps you warm. If you're put ice it, fishing, yeah. a tube amp is uh, yes. Key. If you're ice fishing and you can play the here fishy under, fishy song, put it under your bed in winter and turn it all the way up. Yep. No, it's a yeah. great plan. And then, and then run your white noise machine through it. That's a great plan, Ryan. Thank yeah. you for that. So anyway, um. The tube, the tube is a, a, a very, very 
old technology. You yeah. Know? I mean, we're talking 40s. I don't even know when it was. Well, Probably no, it, was, it was even earlier than that. I'm let's not going to uh, look it up, but... Let's talk to Steve because he knows. Oh, my God. Steve? I actually don't know when the t- vacuum tube what was... The crap, was Steve? That's, like, that's like Edison-era stuff, right? Yeah, that, that's I been around like for a long, is. long time. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. We can all Thomas agree Edison. that tubes have been around for a long, long time. Yeah. The the tube, as it... It's an amplifying device. It takes your line signal. It applies voltage to it. Essentially, I'm sure there's some super tech that's right. going to be so pissed at me right now. I'm sorry, super tech. You're super. Super um, tech. Super tech. Super. It applies some voltage to it, and it amplifies the signal that's going on. What happens is, like, if you 1910. Really? A hundred, a hundred years almost. That's over a hundred, over hundred five years. Ryan doesn't know what year it is. One hundred five years. There we go. It's something long ago. So anyway, back when there was dinosaurs, yes, um, they had the two, the two, the dinosaurs invented tubes, yes, and in the War of eighteen twelve, yes. Okay, got it. And George Washington. Rode, rode on Napoleon's on the, white horse. Washington, rode Washington, it, rode it into the Magna Carta. Six foot with ten. his with his with, with his teeth. Ton. Washington. All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. So, as because that tube is just a really, um, it's an old technology. As it as it amplifies a signal, it's not a really clean, like perfect right. waveform. So the reason it feels natural and organic to us is because there's actually a lot of inconsistencies in right. that amplification process. There's imperfections. There's imperfections. And so what that does is it kind of mixes it up so it feels like there's different frequency ranges, there's different harmonic stuff happens. So it feels like, oh, this feels right. Like this feels sure. organic. This feels more like life. You know what I mean? It's, it's this like imperfect it feels like sunlight. thing happen. Yeah. It feels like sunlight versus and, a light and bulb. And in turn, that's actually to come completely full circle. That's where the whole like Washington sol- thing, solid state, or that tube watts are louder than solid state comes from. Is that? And this is a very crude analogy, but like so, so, so tube. Amp- so whenever you buy an amp, like that wattage is rated in like clean power in some percentage of uh, total harmonic distortion. Uh, and that percentage varies by era. Like there's different standards for different eras. Um, but basically like you, your power, your power is, is some level of clean headroom, but with like what you're describing with that smooth distortion with a tube amp, like say an AC 30 is designed to like have clean headroom up to 30 Watts. And then it's just really smooth as you like power past that. So you get up to where you're pushing out, like say like 50, 60, whatever, 70 Watts out of an AC 30, but it's just this smooth overdrive. Yeah. The difference with the solid state amp is like, and again, this is a very crude description at 30 up to 30 Watts. You're clean. You get to 30.1 Watts and it just sounds like a bus saw. Right. Is it really so, this thing is 30.1 Watts, Steve? Sure. You could measure that, but it's like you know you barely get past that thirty. I'm talking about two year flex capacitor. Right? <laughs> That's right, dude. Where's that flexible capacitor? Yeah, you, delay. you, you. What, my point is like you barely get past that. Like you get a little bit past whatever that clean headroom threshold is. Right, and, and it a just, solid state like component failed. like completely right becomes completely distorted. It it doesn't have that smooth transition. Well, in the, in the case of the the acoustic, uh, you push it up to a certain point, and the speakers just start to fail. 
Oh, that's because of that amp. That's because <laughs> right. of those speakers. That, that, the amp's clean all the way up. What were you talking yeah. about earlier? You were talking about your speakers. Oh, that was last episode. Yeah, yeah. But they're, I don't know what they are. I, well, that, I run that thing through crate speakers. Yeah, they're perfect. Cr- they're yeah. Cr- crate 8 ohm 12 inch speakers. So essentially, like when you get into the drive section of. Okay, so with the tube amp being a very sim- simple circuit. You have these in that very like natural organic feel. You have these solid state circuits. It's like we're going to try to emulate this natural organic feel. Sure. So to emulate that natural organic feel, there's a ton of components in there. Sure. So when a tube amp might have like a very very simple like say think like a champ circuit or something. Right. 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 Simple tone stack, simple power amp section. You know, maybe you have twenty components in there. Sure. A solid state to emulate that feel. And it's not even going to really get that feel of the tube. They might have, you know, 100 or 300 components in there. Sure. And so when something fails, it's like, where the hell is this failure? Right. When a tube a tube, component, a tube circuit fails, it's like, oh, there it is. I see it. Yeah. It's exploded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, it started to burn down my house. Or there it is. <laughs> I had to, like, test 15 different components and I found it on number right, six. Right. Well, I, you think, know. I think there's something to be said though that I think there's an assumption that a, a, a solid state amp should be trying to sound like a tube amp to sound good. I think some of the best solid state amps aren't trying to sound like tube amps at all. They just have their own unique They're thing. just yeah. being yep. their own thing, and they don't have to worry about all that extra stuff trying to emulate tube amps. I mean, I had a, a PV Bandit back in the day that had, like, trans tube technology. Ooh, and, I know. I had dude. the XXL that nice. had that yeah, yeah, for a long the time. XXL. I mean, which sound, they, those are solid amps, but they don't sound like tubes. They, they sound like all. a PV solid state. They sound like a solid state, and the, the tube thing just makes it sound a little, like, more compressed, I guess. Well, but and that's it, what that's what happens when you have that drive. Like anytime, yeah. so essentially, when you when you push a tube into overdrive, you're exceeding the mechanical limitations of right. that that device of that tube. So what happens is, it's like once you start driving, if you turn that up louder, all it's going to do is compress and get more. Right. Overdriven, right? Like, like I, once you hit that yeah. threshold past the clean headroom, so and that's also what what we refer to as sag. When you hit a note, it essentially overdrives that tube so much on that initial attack that it compresses so much that it almost feels like a volume drop. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like when that's people are like, "I YouTube want videos. more and more and more," and they they push it more and more and more. But really, what they're doing is compressing it more and more. Yeah, because it's exceeding the mechanical limitations more and more and more. I mean, I find on my on my Princeton, which is an eighteen watt Fender. 12. 12? It's a 12 watt uh, 12.5. Whatever. 12.1. Um, <laughs> right, Steve? Oh, are we going to read that email from I get, Daniel? I get past uh, five on that thing and it starts to push into drive, and I'm assen- I've essentially lost headroom, and there's yep. no more volume on tap. It's just pushing into drive it's at that drive. point. And really, I think the, the conversation about tube versus solid state really, the way it, I would sum it up is to say it really, really depends on what you need. Do you need to sound like a tube amp that's on the edge of breakup or pushed into breakup? Then you need a tube amp. Why wouldn't you yeah. just get a tube amp? Do you need lots of clean headroom and like a really kind of dynamic, spanky kind of like very crisp sound? Get a really nice high end solid yeah. state. And there's a lot of guys out there that are like, oh, I'm playing, you know, they're playing 
medium wattage tube amps uh-huh. and they're playing them clean and they're loading the front end with like you know 18 different varieties of distortion pedal and overdrive pedal and it's like maybe you're getting something out of the tubes maybe you're not but you know tube screamer that's solid state yeah yeah absolutely. D- ds1 <laughs> ds1 like all of your all of your your overdrive pedals and whatever like that's all solid state technology yeah and that's fine like and I, you know, like I said, you might be getting some level of tube warp out of it, but there's things that um, that you might be able to dial in with the solid state amp with a lot, a lot cheaper. Not necessarily cheaper again, because like you don't want to go cheap new. All of the sure. solid state amps I have, I got cheap, but at the time that they were manufactured new, they were like super expensive. Oh yeah, totally. So, and it's like we were saying, like there's a huge difference between your 15 watt solid state practice amp and a really good, like actually well-designed solid state. Amp. Yeah. And you look at your 15 watt solid state amp, you paid, what did you pay? $120 for that thing? Maybe. 150, maybe if it had like some cool options on it. And you got ripped off. Yeah. You go and buy a $125 tube amp. It's going to sound like a tube amp, but it's going to sound like a $125 tube amp. Yeah. And yep. there might be some really cute characteristics to it. Where it's like, okay, I could do some cool stuff with this, but it's still not that great. It's still sure. a student model amp. Wait, yep. are you saying you don't like the Valve Junior? I'm not familiar with it. Epiphone Valve Junior. No. Oh, yeah, I'm not big into it. Well, it's like, yeah, I don't want, and it's not really a topic to get I think, into. I think the end of the day, there are, there's some great solid state amps and there's some bad solid state amps. Of there's course. some great tube amps, there's some bad tube amps. Of course. You should pick something that you like. Uh huh. If you dig that, if you dig that like super clean, spanky, solid state tone, go for it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I know what you mean. Another another thing on, um, I mean, I don't want to like bring him up a million times with David Ryan Harris, but we said we'd chat with him because it was a perfect segue into it. He was looking for this really spanky, clean tone, like high headroom tone. Uh huh. And he was playing, when he was down in San Diego, where, where was he? He was at a soda bar. Okay. So he was playing down a soda bar with his band. And we got, I went. I just went down there early because he plays some salvage stuff. And I just went down to hang out and talk with him. And we were talking about his amp. And um, he was playing a uh, um, a quilter. Yeah. Which are, they have this, gr- they have a great, like nice, warm, organic feeling, clean sound. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now... I mean, for solid state, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, as close when they it. when they get into that the drive section, like the sure. overdrive, they're kind of eh, they're okay. They're yeah. not great. I mean, they say so. There's so many great overdrive pedals out there. Like, yeah, you, you don't need to rely on on a, an amp drive, especially a solid state amp drive. True. So he was playing those, and he there was a there, he was playing those for a while. Um, actually, you guys met. Mason Stoops. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was playing one of Mason's Mason amps. Mason is great. Mason is freaking amazing. Yeah. So he was borrowing one of Mason's amps. Um, and he was playing that one down at the show. And we were talking about it. And I was like, man, like, somebody sounds great. Because he's got this really cool, smooth style. Like, he's just a really good guitarist. Like, yeah. very articulate and totally. smooth. And on his clean stuff, it was great. But he does that, like, real rhythmatic, like, where he's like, Plans on the smooth and then has like a really like solid like plunk like uh-huh. he like hits all the like the strings on a chord and a, kind of a rhythmic thing 
Well, everything was great until he hit that like, tink, you know what I mean? Of the what in his playing style, uh huh. Um, kind of like keeping the the. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, you'd probably have to listen to him to. I would. I'd have yeah. to listen to him. Anyway, when he'd hit that, it would get kind of harsh mm-hmm. on the quilter. Right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have. There was no sag to right. it. Right. Because he's none of that. He's used was, to doing that and having the tubes there was none absorb of that, that. Yeah, there was none of that natural yeah. compression. And that's exactly what like we I was talking about earlier. It's like you know once you once you break that power handling with the tube amp, it's smooth. Yeah, and you get that like natural compression with the solid state amp. It's just kind of like brrr. Yeah, it was very brittle. Right. And so we were talking about it, and we were like, "Man, it's like the amp's at like eighty five percent there. Right. Like it's a, it's sure. a killer sounding. Like if you were just playing really clean stuff all the time, like that quilter would be fantastic sounding because it has this really nice, warm, clean tone. But when he wanted to get that little like chunk out of it, it just it sounded brittle because what it didn't have that sag. It was so harsh." Right, like it hit so hard that it sound it came across as harsh. Um, but that's one of the things that I love about using the acoustic for my surf band is that I'm really pushing those like clanky drips out of the reverb, and it just accentuates those so much. Like it takes that, and it, I guess what you're calling the harshness is it just accentuates those those frequencies. So you what know? you're saying is you love the harshness. Basically, you are very. Harsh. Are you pushing that amp though? You're harsh. I run that thing around thirty percent. Which is really loud on that amp. Yeah, it's really it's loud, so but I'm harsh. saying I don't know if you're actually pushing. too harsh. Right, it's too harsh. <laughs> but I'm, it's really, it's really crisp. Like, sure, it's not a sure. warm. There's no compression there. Right, but I'm saying like that amp is designed. Sure, this sure. is a whole side topic. I, I have no idea what would happen if I turned that thing up I past fifty percent. Yeah, you would peel the paint off the walls and it would still be clean. Yeah, <laughs> it, that amp does with the guitar. That amp doesn't distort. It's like a twin right. reverb. Right. Well, yeah, it sounds like we're talking about all kinds of different amps here. Yeah. Um, we're at an hour and 10 minutes. Dang. Which isn't our longest episode. No. But sure ain't our shortest. Episode two was yeah. your longest. Was that our longest? It was pretty long. I don't know. It was pretty long. Yeah. All right, well, you know, I think to just bring it home, you, there's a lot of good amps on both sides. There's definitely, I think there are more bad solid state amps. Oh, sure. Than there are bad oh, tube yeah. amps. Sure. They're pumping um, those things out, but that's, China. that's yeah. just because of the yep. production history over exactly. the last and, and over the last think, twenty or thirty years. I think that's years. a big divider, and I think that's something that you know, once you work past the biases, and and again, like I have a polytone, which is which is another like high end solid state amp, uh-huh. but that's not an amp you're going to use for anything except like ultra clean playing. It's not something you really want, so you know you got to consider uh, that you got to get tools that will do the job. You know, you're not gonna buy a hammer to to drill a hole in something. Sometimes I drill holes with a hammer, oh. Steve. I've seen it; it's actually really interesting. <laughs> yeah, Christian's been here. It's good. All right. Um, anyway, so uh, again, it's like we said last time, more of the story. When it comes down to it, find something that you like. Exactly. If you like it and you dig it, it's right. Yeah, Whatever it gets good. you through the night. It's all right. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. there you go, the dude. Stones, baby. If it, <laughs> if, if it feels good, it's gonna you're gonna play better. It's music. It's all about your yeah. own personal preference. Don't let people like. It's finding the thing that disappears when you're playing it, where you're not thinking about it yeah. anymore. Exactly. Like yeah. if if you're just playing music and you're not thinking about your gear, or you're not like this tone is harsh, or I wish this tone was bitier. 
and you're just not even thinking about your gear, like it's perfect for you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. This week's song is brought to us by Michael Lodge, uh, who also gave us the question for this week. He also made those pickups for yeah, us. Yeah, right? he made. Michael uh, pretty much sponsored this episode, <laughs> right? Michael, send in money uh, <laughs> yeah, right he, now, Michael. He in sort so of did. Michael. He gave Ryan his sixty cycle hum custom embossed Nordstrom pickups. I've been playing those things. Dude, oh, is that the dude that made the pickups? Yeah, They're so yeah, good. man. Uh, he so, posted another pickup that he made. I saw that. A triple stock deal? Oh my gosh. That, that thing's nuts. This guy, Michael, you are a nut. I hey, love Michael, it. I you, love it. If I find you at, at NAM or any show, you're gonna get a super hug from Salvage. Yeah. Like our, we're talking we're gonna hug it out so hard. You're gonna he's, he's not a big dude, you might kill him. You're gonna it's gonna feel awkward at first, Michael, but it's soon you're gonna just embrace it. Just melt into it's it. It's like have you, you ever gotta, hugged a bear, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hug it, hug it out, get the bear hug. And just melt, melt into it and just let it flow. All right, yeah. so he says this is an older song, but kind of good. It's called Burn Down the House. I hope you guys love it. Uh, we're getting out of here. I'm tired. Yeah. This is a great song. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. See you next week. Yep. Adios. It's not